Welcome to the Westside Gathering Podcast, and thanks for making the time to learn and grow with us. Here, you'll find teaching from our live Sunday gatherings. After the message, we'll say a little more about our church and how you can connect. But for now, let's jump right in. We have been working through Romans 8 all summer, and uh, I know it's summer, right? You know, like, like uh, as a pastor, I think uh, I have a high expectation of 100% of us engaging, and then I, like, adjust my <laughs> expectation to how many people are really engaging, and then it's like, uh, who's away and who's not, and has anybody even read Romans 8 this summer? Who knows, you know? Uh, but, but we intentionally, last summer and this summer, chose a passage of Scripture to immerse ourselves in on purpose, so we can be really um, like on purpose with how we uh, engage the scriptures. And so Nathan spoke at one of our gatherings. Hey, Nathan, how are you? Hi, Dave. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to just hear a little bit about his perspective, maybe, and, and we might, oh, we're going to open this up to the crowd. We're going to try an open mic, a safe open mic today, and uh, Nathan will go around with the microphone. You can keep your masks on during that time. And then uh, if there's any, any response, here's the idea. Like, was there a highlight from Romans 8? Was there uh, a surprising insight from Romans 8? Was there a challenging word from Romans 8 for you? Or maybe a next step, you're just feeling like, man, this passage has called me into something something, uh, and maybe you're left puzzled with something as well, and that might be something you want to share. So, I don't know, Nathan, what, what, what you know, one or two things that maybe so, you were left with? So, here's the thing. Um, Dave wrote me this week, so I, I have a bit of more of a heads up than you guys. You may feel a bit on the spot at the moment, but uh, he wrote <laughs> me on Wednesday. He's like, oh, anything really stand out for you is like bringing life change in your heart, and, uh, and immediately I went blank. I didn't think of a thing, single thing to start off. I just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> What am I going to say? And then I said yes right away because I always say yes right away to things. And, uh, and then I, real, I wrote him back the next day like, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. Uh, but no, I, actually rereading it uh, this week and maybe even for all of you rereading it or hearing Neves uh, read a part of it this morning kind of brings back something that, that, uh, that, that maybe struck you and, and I'll come down in a few minutes and give you a chance to talk as well. But for me... Um, uh, I remember one sermon that I was listening to. I was I, I remember very clearly. I was meeting someone for lunch, and I was uh, uh, driving in my car from work when I was listening to the podcast, and it was John Wayne uh, speaking about pain and suffering, but in light of the verse in Romans uh, eight, where he, where where Paul is writing that everything works out for good, and it just kind of struck me how. Um, yeah, we, we say that God, everything, everything happens for a reason, uh, everything works out for good, but then we don't quite understand that the good that God has in mind isn't the like, oh, now everybody's happy, happily ever after living uh, that we kind of, kind of would like to have. And I remember that just, that really hit me hard. And it was really, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and catch the podcast. It's really good. It's very personal on his part, and it's just a great passage. But for me personally, it, was, it, just, it just reminded me that, you know, what, what is good exactly? It's becoming transformed into the likeness of Jesus. And to become like Jesus is the good that God wants us. And even we read this passage, and we become co-heirs with Christ as we share in his suffering. And I just thought it was a, a big deal that, you know, what we see as good isn't necessarily the good that the world talks about, but it's a different kind of good, and it's a deeper kind of good. And that, that really uh, struck me. Um, but there's other things. There's so many things. And actually, even this morning, listening to the no condemnation part kind of came about something else up. But I don't want to say it all. I want to let you guys have a chance to, cool. to say something, too. I'm going to put my mask on. 
And then uh, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Is there is some Nathan will stand far from you and just kind of put the mic. But, but Dave, uh, as I get ready you. to go, do yeah, you, go for it. Do you have something? Do I have something? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, I put you on the spot. Thank you, thank there you. There you go. Yeah, I draw blank to these things too. But um, I mean, I got a chance to teach this five of the messages, and uh, but listening to Nathan's message and Chris's and John's and Barry's as well uh, just gave me a chance to 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 be in a, a position of listening and learning, which was that in itself was great. Uh, I think personally for me, when Nathan highlighted the text where the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at work within us, uh, that was encouraging to me. That that helped me just remind me that, that we're not alone. Um, it reminded me that, that the life we, we live as followers of Jesus in reflection of his kingdom is not in our own strength, not in my own strength. And then personally, it reminded me, these last 18 months have, uh, have been um, difficult for me as a pastor and um, in, in a lot of different ways um, that I won't go into now. And, and even heading into this fall, and uh, that, that, that particular line was... Um, really helpful for me. I didn't realize how much it would be helpful for me because as I got into August, I was starting to feel really weary about the fall. I normally get very excited about the fall and I was feeling like, I don't know, what is going to happen? Who knows, you know? Um, and then, and that, that was just another reminder like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing this alone and we're not doing this alone. Like the work of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is is with us and leading us and guiding us and empowering us. And that, w- that was one piece that really was, um, stood out for me as a highlight uh, from Romans 8. But I get you got, you got yeah. someone there. Yeah. Go for it. Th- thanks, Dave. That's, always, that's encouraging to me having <laughs> preached the message too. To, it, it, it's good. Cool. Um, maybe when I come to you with the mic, I'll hold the mic, but uh, maybe introduce yourself. Hi, it's uh, Marlon Hum. So uh, there's two sections of Scripture that stood out to me. One was Romans 8.26 part that speak of uh, how the spirit will intercede. You know what? I think if since you have your mask on, maybe Marlon can take his off so he can speak to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, one of the passages was Romans 8.26 that speaks of the Holy Spirit interceding for us when we don't know what to pray. And the other one is Romans 8.28, how everything works out for the good. And what was uh, significant this time around was... Um, it changed my perspective on how I view emotions because I'm not very connected to emotions. And my recollection back in my 20s and 30s was, you know, you have highs, you have lows, and you're trying to aim for stable. Stable was safe. <laughs> too, too many highs, too many lows, it's kind of you're, you're bouncing all over the place. And what, the, what was significant this time around was I felt like God saying to me, it's okay to be human and have your highs and have your lows to let yourself be human and to let others be human because my tendency was get rid of the lows, get stable. Get rid of the highs, get stable. But when I realized it's okay to be human, I I felt like God saying to me, I got this. You know? Uh, You don't have to have things in control. You You can fall apart and it's okay because I got this. So that stuck with me. That's That's continues to stick with me. Hmm. Thanks, Thanks Marlon. Marlon. That was good. Really good. Very good. I, I oh. heard a few classes. That's a good idea. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Thought, question, insight, lingering thought? Well, I'll share a second one while I'm, while I'm here. Okay, if, go for if, it. If, you, if something comes to you, feel free to stand up. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, 
this morning, no condemnation. That first part, the part that Neve memorized by heart. Um, we know this in our minds. You know, we, we read it. We can kind of like share it with people. But to remember and actually feel it in our heart that we're not guilty, you know, that God has completely forgiven us, that's a big thing. I feel like we, we need to completely be reminded of that, that, you know, there's no guilt in, in Jesus. We've been forgiven completely. And I think that uh, as much as we, we can read the passage and agree with the passage, to actually live without the guilt of that is hard <laughs> for a lot of people. Um, yeah, so it's a good one. Well, thanks, thanks, Nathan. It's good. Hey, no pressure, but if there is a thought or a word, we're trying it out, and if not, we'll move forward. But yeah, any, any, any last thought? Yeah, we got to build up uh, open mic. Oh, there's one person in the yeah. back there. And then someone, was there someone else? No, okay. Hi, your, your name. Hi, Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. Hey, Megan. Um, <laughs> relatively new here, but I really enjoyed the one week we talked about intentionality and inspired intentionality, and I wrote two things down. Um, some things good, sometimes good things require making changes in your life and make room for the life that the Spirit is creating in you. Now, to me, that's... Can you say that one more time? Sure. Uh, sometimes good things require making changes in your life and make room for the life the Spirit is creating in you. Mm. And I believe those are direct quotes from you because I tend to write things down exactly as you say them because you say them so well. <laughs> and I can never really get that out the way I want it to. So, but that really stuck with me because I've had a lot of changes in my life recently and I tend to cling to the things that, I, that haven't changed because I feel safe. But I really need to like let go and like make room for the Spirit to like work in me. So, yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Love Thanks, that. Megan. It's good. Hello. So I don't actually, oh, my name is Sanaz. I assumed everybody knows that. Um, yeah, so I don't actually know if you covered it <laughs> because I wasn't listening to the servants in August, but I love Romans 8. And my favorite part, along with everything else that everyone else said, said was um, even when you don't know when to pray for, the spirit groans. It's like through that groaning, the spirit knows, leads you to know what to pray for. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Sana. No, you know what? That was one of the messages. And it was when I was preparing for that message, it struck me of this deep mystery of, wow, like the Spirit, in, the spirit searches my heart. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, the Spirit searches my heart to intercede even on my behalf. And it's like, that, that's very mysterious. Like, I don't know how it all happens, but it's like, it's such a beautiful, powerful thing that the Lord does to lead us and guide us and to, to help us move forward, yeah, in intercession. And that's powerful, yeah. Thanks for reminding us of that. So, last Maybe chance. one last thought. Okay. I think that's it. Well, thanks, guys. We tried this. This is good. This is good. We're going to keep practicing this every once in a while and, and seeing how comfortable we can get with it. But... Um, let me, let me point this. We're going we're gonna to be taking communion in a couple of moments and uh, coming to this other part of worship as well and finishing off Romans 8. But, you know, this kind of one way we can summarize Romans 8. Um, I know the last message we worked through in the last few verses was it starts with no condemnation. It ends with no separation. And that's just a beautiful reminder that God is always with us. But in between all that, 
It's this certainty of new, certainty, really assuredness of new life by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned so often in this text that Paul reminds us that it's not on our own, but the work of the Spirit in us. And I just want to remind you some of these promises we worked through over the summer. There's no condemnation. We're set free. Um, there's life in the Spirit. We're adopted into God's family. The, a broken creation and humanity will be restored. There is a hopeful future. And in between now and that fullness of the hopeful future, God is with us, strengthening us in our weakness, or as we just was reminded again, the Spirit intercedes. And at the core of all that, the core catalyst of all that is Jesus. Jesus is the catalyst of all that, that the outcome in our lives that Romans 8 points towards. And here's this one verse as we begin to just reflect on the bread and the wine. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. This is Romans 8, verse 3 and 4. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that, just, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the flesh, who not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. This simple, you know, God did what the law couldn't do, and he did it through Jesus. He dealt with sin. It's a great kind of, you know, three or four lines just to memorize. God did what the law couldn't do. He did it through Jesus. He dealt with sin. And think about what the law couldn't do. The law could not give humanity life in contrast to the broken world around us. Even when God started to build a nation in Israel, he was giving them the law so they could be a light to the nations, a, a contrast to the world around them. And in essence, they were becoming that, but it was, it was limited in its power, in its effectiveness. The law couldn't do what it was intended fully to do. And I've been, I've been, we've been reminded about this in this pandemic I was just listening to some people that come from Australia that have been in now. They're, they're talking about like after 200 days uh, of lockdown, they're starting to realize this secular vision of being happy with all the things around us seems to be crumbling. When the supply chains around the world and, you know, we're reading about, you know, chips that aren't being made and cars might have to stop pause production and a couple of things here and there. And now we're, you know, we're talking about supply chains and this and that. We're starting to, it reminds us what the law cannot accomplish, what the desire that humanity can just create the beautiful, happy life that a, lo- that a heart longs for. And the Western world, its hope is often we can sustain a happy life. But that, that kind of existence is, is some cracks are forming, right? And people are starting to see that. If we can just live my way, you know, you do you, I do me, that's great in some circumstances, but part of that is individualism that says, my way, you know, just let me do my thing, it's going to make me happy. If we just supply all these products for everybody around us, at least those that can afford it, and use these supply chains, then our lives are going to be fulfilled. If we can just experience these beautiful curated moments that, that keep us going, if, if we can just achieve the next level of our life, the next level of our, of our progress or, or next step, then we're going to be happy. But the law can't do that. 
the achievement solely of human purposes cannot do that. God did what the law couldn't do, and God did it by sending his son, and Jesus did it by going to the cross and rising from the grave and ascending into heaven. And this broken world needed a broken Savior to be restored. And we gather here today, we're reminded of that as we hold the bread and wine. It's a mystery, and it's also a mastery of the cross. It's a mystery of the cross, but it's the mastery of the cross that leads to this. God did what the law couldn't do by sending Jesus who dealt with sin. And these promises and purposes that we find in Romans 8 that we've meditated over the summer, um, Jesus is the catalyst for all of that. God did what the law couldn't do by sending Jesus to deal with sin. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for the amazing promises that we find uh, and that we looked over this month and the month before. And Lord, even what you're telling us now, that you are always with us, that there is no separation between us and you because of the forgiveness of Jesus. Mm. I pray right now for anyone who hasn't felt that forgiveness, who's still holding on to that guilt, Lord, speak to their hearts. Send your spirit right now, Lord. Mm. And remind them of the freedom that you're offering and the forgiveness you're offering through the sacrifice of Jesus. Lord, send your spirit, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead into their hearts right now, Lord. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for this family you've brought together, for the, the new faces and the ones who've been here for a while. And, and I thank you for the faithfulness you've shown us, God. You've always been there, and you will continue to be there. Lord, I pray today you hold on and draw back those who feel distant, who feel apart, who might even feel separated from you after so long away. I pray, Lord, that you continue to build your church, Jesus. Lord, thank you. Um, thank you for these reminders. Thank you for this message. Thank you for these promises, Lord. Bless us this week as we go forward and and try to live in the likeness of your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message helps guide you on your spiritual journey of discovering the life and message of Jesus. We update this podcast weekly, so why not hit subscribe and journey with us? Who are we? Westside Gathering is a local church in the West Island of Montreal. We're a simple community of faith where we want you to feel welcome even if you're not into church or religion. We meet every Sunday, but you can also find smaller groups, environments, and resources for all ages between Sundays. Find out more at westsidegathering.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, ask for help, or let us know how we can pray for you. If you'd like to contribute financially, just go to westsidegathering.com forward slash giving. Until next time, peace.